myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Touch me quick and raise the Jolly Roger. Do you think this team can win it all? They've had timely hits and a real good pitching. They're 16 and 7. That's really bitching. Touch me quick and raise the Jolly Roger. Welcome to the Long Gone Podcast. It is me, Michael, and with me. As always, S Man. What up? Steve Ford. Now that that last Met thing, he said touch me, not touch yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> touch touch me quick. All right. <laughs> yes, it's cut touch me quick. All when right? you said catch, but it sounded like a touch, I had to like do a double take. Yes, yes. Touch me quick and raise the jelly rock. Jelly Exactly. It's a family show, all right? It's a family show, sorta. <laughs> sorta. Sort of. You know, for the longest time, though, speaking of that, I always thought they said Jolly Rancher. Yeah, bro, me too. <laughs> they're, they're raising the Jolly Rancher. Because <laughs> whenever, because their they're, they're guys always say that the radio or television guys, when they get a win, it's always raise the Jolly Roger. Yeah. And I always hear them doing, I thought, really thought they said raise the Jolly Rancher. Especially so with I, that I, East Coast accent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I had to Google it to see exactly uh, it was Jolly Roger. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I, I was the same way. I'm like, I, I was always thought, Rancher, why man. was Jolly Rancher sponsoring this team? Like, what's happening right now? Exactly. Pirates own, they own Jolly Ranchers. So. <laughs> Pirates own Jolly Rancher. And when you guys listen to this show, it's not purposely a Pirates heavy <laughs> show. <laughs> it just fell into place that way. It just fell into place. <laughs> and just as luck would have it. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Man, uh, man what wow. the hell? I, I'm just going to ask you straight off the tap, Steve. What Do you think they're for real or no? Well, I mean, we're a month in roughly, right? Yep. Um, you know, when we talked about them a week or two ago, you know, it's like, oh, it's just a sample size kind of fall. You know, they'll fall back down to earth. But you know yeah. what? They're, they're not falling back down to earth. And uh, I, 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 you know, I'm going to I'm going to say it May, April 25th. I'm going to call them for real right now. This could be completely wow. wrong in June. But, yeah, I think they have what it takes here to, to at least get a wild card spot. And they're they're showing it. And I thought they would take a step back when they lost O'Neill Cruz. But they just keep humming, you know, and uh, yeah. uh, seeing Brian Reynolds uh, buying in on the team, I think, says a lot right now, too, of uh, him believing in the direction of where this team's going as well. <laughs> Well, it's kind of funny. He wanted nothing to do with the team yeah, in the offseason. Exactly. You and I were torpedoing the Pirates. Just <laughs> sorry, guys. It's gonna be another shit season. Yep. Welcome to the loser bandwagon, along with yep. the fucking Tigers. Yep. Yeah. This is what it's like down here. Anyways, yeah. and then Brian Run was like, "Get me the, the fuck out of here." Out of here. Yeah. And uh, he just what? He just went in and agreed on an eight-year, hundred six million dollar deal. Six million dollar deal. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. All right. All right. Well. He must see, and ownership must be getting him to believe that they are moving in the right direction here. That's and what so. I'm seeing. I think he likes what's happening. Yep. But Steve, we know the Pirates. Cross the Pirates. <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, I don't know Brian, uh, Brian Reynolds does. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if he's drinking too much of the Kool Aid here, but you know, maybe they'll come back down to earth. But I don't know if uh, if the uh, bringing back Andrew McCutcheon like brought back some of the magic here or what. Mm. You know. Like yeah. his influence on the team or, or something. Yeah. Like, they just seem to be, they're, they're clicking. It's, they are clicking. It's, it's I, odd. I think the leadership in the clubhouse is huge. I mean, you and I mm-hmm. have always said chemistry is a huge part of baseball. And yep. you, your team could be stacked. There's remember some Yankee teams that they were, they oh, were yeah. trying to buy a World Series and sometimes it just didn't yep. gel. Just didn't click. Yep. And with the Pirates and other teams we can think of in the past that have won World yep. Series, they have the chemistry. And I, I'm kind of going out on a limb and we are going out on a limb and I, we can say easily that the pirates have a good chemistry and, yeah. and leadership in the clubhouse, Carlos Santana and Andrew McCutcheon. I mean, yep. those are two veterans who have yep. been places. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for him. I, I really am. Uh, I, do too. I think it's real? I'm on the opposite side. I don't think it's real. I think the bottom's going to drop out on him eventually. And we'll get to that later when we talk <laughs> a little bit later in the show about it. But 
right now you have to love the roller coaster ride that they're going on. I mean, 16 yeah. and seven is nothing to shake a stick seven, at. They've and won nine of their last 11, I think. It's they nice, have. You know, yeah. It's a, it's a feel, it's a feel good story. That and the surprising start of the Rays, I think, are the uh, the two uh, uh, headlines as far as teams for this season. But the Rays, we kind of seen coming. We've always yeah, I didn't see them this good though. They haven't lost yeah. a home yet. That's that's pretty wild. I mean, they're going on a pretty special stretch here. You know, are they twenty and three? Twenty and you know? three. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's that's an unbelievable. I knew they were going to be good because it's the Rays. They're always good. Yeah, but I didn't think they'd be this good to, to, to start the year. I've oh, never okay. seen a stretch like this, and they're constantly going right now. They're on a six-game winning streak, but nope. which is more and more and more. The real test, I think, if we're going talking Pirates, uh, they have their series here with the uh, with the Dodgers. Oh yeah! So right. I'm interested to see. And to me, if they can win that series, and I'm going to talk about the Dodgers again later, but if they can win mm-hmm. that series, I think that they could be a little legit. But mm-hmm. Man, it's just still too early. I mean, it, could they have a massive drop off like the Mets? You don't know. At the trade deadline, say that they're battling for playoffs. Say they're not in first, but they're battling for a wild card. Mm-hmm. Would they just sell right away, or could they buy in? Does the long because this team has played the long approach? Don't to, don't, don't do what they did before when they thought they were in it and they went and got Chris Archer. Remember that. Oh my god! They, they they mortgaged off some of their some of their their key parts who are now key parts on the Rays, right? It like, wasn't even Bob a rebuild. It, or, yeah, <laughs> it was so weird, right? It was yeah. Shane Boz was gone, Tyler Glass now, Glass now that was it, yeah, Austin Meadows, Austin Meadows. yeah, and those guys. It was <laughs> unreal the amount of talent they gave back to Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay is like, yeah, keep Chris Archer. We've used everything. We, we squeeze <laughs> yeah. that lemon dry. It was wild. It, it was, they didn't even make the playoffs. They didn't even make the playoffs. And Chris Archer ended up going back to Tampa back Bay to later. Tampa. So, yep, exactly. It's weird. Um, it's, it's a yeah. weird, crazy stretch, but Tampa Bay, you got to love what they're doing. And I really love what the Pittsburgh pirates are doing. It's, I love oh. the organization. I just, mm-hmm. We've just always, I have, you and I, we've always just said that it's just ran shittily. <laughs> Very yep. shitty. It's just ran shittily. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with Robert Nutting as their, as their owner, but it's really good to see them break out early on in the season. Yes. Yep. Yep. I agree. It's uh, definitely been a uh, fun, fun to watch. Uh, I've, you know, been watching a lot more Pittsburgh Pirates than, uh, I thought I'd be watching at this point in the season. <laughs> like you said, a feel good story, man. Yep. A feel good story. Yep. And it's great. Right now, uh uh going on with Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds is doing really good. He's dipped a little yep. bit below three hundred with his average, but he still has five home runs and eighteen RBIs. And he's, he's killing gonna, it. And he's and he's on the bereavement list, so I'm guessing he's uh, a dad. Again, he's yeah, first sounds time like maybe? he's gonna be a dad. Did you see also their Drew Maggi, Drew Maggie? They're mm-hmm. the guy that they had they ca- called up. Oh yeah. So this guy uh, spent 13 years in the minors. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a real Mike Hessman story. Yeah, here. exactly. Exactly. And finally, and a few days ago, he ended. He finally got called up. Or a couple days ago, he got called up, and he's 33 years old. He's an infielder. I think his name's Drew Maggi, but it looks like yeah, Maggie. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But he got called yep. up from Double A Altoona. Wow. Wow, that's a, okay, a little bit of a jump right there. Mm-hmm. Must be tearing it up, huh? Yeah. Or I just want to give him a chance before he joins AARP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, it's probably going to be short lived unless he, yeah. I mean, this is the time where he really needs to come in and light the world on fire to yep, show that he belongs is, in the majors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But well, he's, he's only he's there the mi- because, what's that? He's in, the, he's in the minors for 13 years. 13 yeah. years. 13 Eight. years. <laughs> 1,155 games played. Originally okay. selected by the Twins, oh, okay. I, I want to say, okay. but yeah, unreal guy. Basically, <laughs> with uh, G-Mon Choi yeah. going uh, to the 60-day DL, and then or IL, and then Brian Reynolds with the bereavement list, which you just mentioned, this opens up a spot, and I think they just seen something. <laughs> I, I don't, well, I don't think they were looking for some, because they didn't want to bring one of their younger players up, like Nick Gonzalez, who wasn't ready, or... Obviously, Tamar Johnson. They didn't want to right. do all that, so basically, they were let's bring up Drew Mott. Let's bring up this Drew Maggi, Maggie, yeah. and give him a spot because it's going to be short term, especially once Brian Reynolds comes back. So, oh, yeah. but yeah. this is Drew's time to really perform because mm-hmm. 
that could keep him in the majors. And that would be a feel good story too. I mean, have yeah. this old this older guy come and and compete and stay in the majors after being the minors for so long. <laughs> uh, you have Andrew McCutcheon coming mm-hmm. in and from well, the the prodigal son returns, older mm-hmm. and wiser and got a Hollywood film written all over it, right? Yeah, you got the young gu- the young guns Yep, busting right. their ass after their star went down in, mm-hmm. in O'Neill Cruz. It, it's yep. a good story, man, and I hope it plays out. But yeah. we'll we'll probably talk about a, of them a little bit probably later in the show. But yeah, um, so. but also elsewhere. Speaking of injuries, Bryce Harper's looking at uh, coming back at the beginning of May. Wow, okay, which is interesting. Yeah, and you and I have hinted <laughs> at him coming back early for some time now. Yeah. He's already yeah. started. He's taking reps at first base in practice. Yeah. First base. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wow. Fair. And uh, okay. I just hope that they're not trying to rush him because the Phillies aren't great. Right. Right. Dude, we really need you to come back right now. We need right. the hitting to start. We need, yeah. We need the hitting really bad. Trey Turner can barely hit himself out of a paper bag right now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We're scared, he's got, guys. he's got no power. We spent all this money on him, and he has like two home runs this yeah. season. So <laughs> we're, we're scared. scared. We're scared, yeah. Bryce. We're scared. Yes, the lights are out. We're scared. We're thinking about bringing back Joe Girardi. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I wouldn't count the Phillies out, but uh, I don't think. Okay, so Bryce Harper's he's rehabbing. He's looking good, right? Mm-hmm. When he comes back. First, they said they're probably not going to throw him in any any rehab games, which I think is yeah. really interesting. Yeah, but they said they're just going to throw him in there. But don't expect him to light the world on fire when he comes <laughs> in. I can guarantee he'll play maybe two or three times a week. Right. They're going to see how he acclimates because I remember not too long ago, Otani had kind of a similar a, injury, similar. right? Yep, he did. Yeah, yeah, he came back. He didn't pitch at all that at all. Year. He just played strictly was DH, I think. And at that time, they were going to they wanted him to be an outfielder before the injury as well. Yep. Yeah. He was going to pitch and play in the outfield. Well, that obviously, like you just said, they basically just DH would him. Yep. And while he had a good season, he didn't play a crazy amount of games. I mean, they, they really did limit his at bats, which I thought yep. was really interesting. And I can see them doing the same thing with Bryce Harper depending on where the team's at. I mean, if this team isn't winning, they're probably going to shut him down early. Uh, Kind of like they did with Mike Trout when he had his, when he had his back injury and there's like, we're out of it. There's no point to get these. No point in risking this. Yeah. Yeah. So I I can see them doing that. But so if anybody's looking at Bryce Harper, I'm hoping he fucking blows up because he's on my fantasy team, but I got stashed away, huh? I do, but I don't, I, but I'm not expecting a lot. I, I, and I hope I'm pleasantly surprised, but, coming back from that injury it's it's not a crazy injury but mm-hmm. i i don't know how it would affect hitting i've never had that injury yeah. i don't i have never talked to anybody who's had that injury so i don't know what it's like hitting with that injury compared to what it's like throwing in that injury right it's like well it's obviously different arm motions right so right hopefully hitting uh, it'll you know feel natural and not like off or something but it's going to take some time to adjust i agree so you know just uh, I, yeah, don't force him in there. Don't make things worse. Just in hopes of trying to get a push for the playoffs, you know? right? I you mean, because you know, he's only on the fifth year of his thirteen-year deal. Don't only. more, yeah, thir- yeah, only. Bro, he's not even halfway done with that deal <laughs> I yet. Know, I know. <laughs> don't, no, he's still got a lot left on the contract here. Don't, don't <laughs> force anything for for one magical year here. All right, right. Exactly. You're still young it's enough. It's a fucking long contract, but he's still young enough. The They have a good nucleus. They have yep. Turner for a while. So yep. like Hopefully, you said, uh, don't we, rush we, it. Reese Hoskins will be back next year. You got Alec Baum. Alec so, Baum. Yep. And here's the thing. Okay. I didn't think we'd talk about it, but okay. Say by all-star break, the Phillies are just, we know they're going to be out of it. Let's just say that right. is the scenario. Not saying that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But let's just put it in that scenario that the Phillies are going to be out of by all-star break. If I were the Phillies, I would say, Bryce, go get your surgery. Yep. Or No, I'm sorry, because you already got the surgery. Go get go your rehab. rest. Go yep. rest, rehab. get your rehabilitation done like Ronald Acuna did last year with his yep. stuff. Let's focus on Trey Turner and Alec Baum, kind of like what they're doing now. They're, because uh, Reese Hoskins, the leader of the clubhouse, is out. Yep. 
let's see how our pitching staff with Zach Wheeler and yep. uh, Nola do. Maybe some develop, youngsters. Develop but, Cody Clemens a little bit more, you know, plug right. some people in there and, and work towards a, a good draft pick. Right. Bryson you know? Stott has been very yep. a very good kind of a Tommy Edmond type player. Mm-hmm. I, I could... I, it's going to take time. And with the chemistry not all there yet, unlike yep. the Pittsburgh Pirates, right. with the chemistry not all there with the Phillies, it's very much showing. They just don't know. I think they're put, depending too, they're depending on too much of Trey Turner and putting him in really good spots to succeed, which I understand. But maybe bat him in the lineup differently. Maybe first, yep. Yep. maybe second, maybe throw him at five or, or six. Yep. Just to kind of we kind of figure it out a little bit more and have Alec Baum take a more prominent role because yeah. I'm telling you, when this guy gets the, the at-bats and gets the pitches that he get that he wants, the guy really takes advantage of mm-hmm. it. So, And if you're out of it by All-Star break and you shut down Bryce and you do all these moves, by next year, you guys will have the same team because I think they're getting the same team back next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got pretty so, much their, their core locked up for a while. Right. So... You know, you got that core coming back. And if it's not working out this year, chalk it up and, hey, get yourself a good draft pick out of it. Nice, Amen. Nice pro- prospect to work on that'll be for the future. So. It's somebody that can rise through the minors quickly. Yep. yep. Because they have Andrew Painter, that pitcher, mm-hmm. who's can throw over 100 miles an hour. Right. So he's going to be coming up with probably over the next year. So, yep. yeah, man, I think with the Bryce injury, let's just. I think you like you said. Let's pump the brakes a little bit mm-hmm. and see what happens. Yeah, yep. exactly. So, and then yep. on the other side of things, uh, I saw that you put in here as well. Uh, Max <laughs> Max Scherzer suspended for ten games. Ten games. He's not even appealing it for the yeah. use of band grip enhancing substance. So, okay, <laughs> I, I saw the ejection. This dude swore on his kid's life that he didn't cheat Never or anything. Do that sorry, <laughs> which is hard to believe because. He's older. He probably needs the edge. But mm-hmm. all that aside, he was saying what? It was rosin and sweat? Rosin and sweat. You could read his lips. It's rosin and sweat. But they kept telling him to wash his hands. And he admitted using alcohol, you know, right. like rubbing alcohol uh, when he was washing his hands or, you know, to, to do that. But David Cohn showed a, uh, a demonstration on Sunday Baseball. This is what ha- happens if you add alcohol to it. It actually makes the thing worse. And he's like, look at this. You know, I got the combination. I got some sweat here, you know, a little bit of you know alcohol from washing my hands and then putting the rosin on here. He's like, look at my fingers. Yeah, didn't he have the ball stick? Away, he had the ball sticking to his fingers. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I don't know if you know, and and Rob Manfred said, you know, the pitchers know the rules. You you can't combine alcohol with it. And he said it a few times during his post game. I was using alcohol to to wash it off. Did he just forget? Oh. Okay. Well, yeah. that's a that's a huge thing you're just saying. So yeah. So basically, that's why he's not appealing it because he's said he, basically, he, he, "Fuck, I used alcohol. I'm not yeah, supposed exactly, to." Exactly. Do you think that was purposely or no? I don't think so. I think he was no. I mean, I like to give Max the benefit of the doubt. I do he's too. One of the best best pitchers of our generation, and I think he was. You know, they gave him ample warning. You got to wash this stuff off. You got to get rid of this. And I don't know if he was. You know rushing like i gotta get you know this stuff done between the inning and he just grabbed the alcohol and used it you know mm-hmm. not thinking about it but you know as they said you could wash rosin off without alcohol right so um I, i'm 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 thinking he just had a lapse in judgment yeah that makes sense and, and hence he's not appealing <laughs> No, that that makes a sense. I mean, I didn't know all that. I didn't look into it that much. So I knew the David Cohn aspect of it, and David Cohn defended Max Scherzer. But if they're saying you're not supposed to wash with alcohol, you're not supposed to do any of that shit, and he did it, then obviously he's going to appeal it, but or not appeal it. But he was pretty pissed off. I mean, he was. He was. Oh yeah, he was livid. Vein in the neck and the head was going. I mean, he was. Yeah, mad. The quote from uh from from. Rob Manfred, it says players have clearly been clearly told that combining rosin with another substance is not allowed. There are a variety, sunscreen, alcohol, whatever rosin that's out, you know, out, out the bag that's on the mound. You can get that off your hand without alcohol. That's a red herring. I want to commend mm-hmm. the umpires who had multiple attempts to deescalate this. I don't think there's any confusion about combining stuff with rosin. Wow. So yeah, I'm guessing he had a lapse in judgment. I'm I'm guessing so too. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I 
I understand it. Uh, but like Manfred said in that quote, you can't combine it with anything. You can't combine, it with any, you can't combine the rosin with anything, sunscreen, alcohol, anything like that. Yeah. You and I said last year, though, when this whole Tyler Glass now thing was coming with the mm-hmm. spider tech, uh, MLB should just create their own substance. Yeah. Because yep. pitchers just need to grip the ball and they yep, need to do it differently. Yep. Especially if you look at a pitcher's hand, whatever hand they mm-hmm. throw with, right or left, if you look at their fingerprints, mm-hmm. they're not really distinct. They're not mm-hmm. as distinct. They're, uh, how do I say, they're they're worn away so a lot. So you'll mm-hmm. see in a lot of times that it's like slippery fingers or calloused yeah. hands. Or, yep. And you see the people who use cleaning products. My aunt, my aunt had that where she cleaned. She was... Uh, uh, in her bakery jobs and everything else, she just used her hands so much that she just has like no fingerprints. With wow. pitchers, when you're pitching a lot, which we know this baby ass, soft ass, uh, baby shit, uh, <laughs> yeah, soft as baby shit pitchers that we have, right? Yeah, now. they don't pitch all the time, but as yeah. a pitcher, that's your career, yeah. and I'm sure your hands need extra grip, kind of like a receiver does in the NFL with right. gloves and what have you. So nope. I just never understood why they just don't make their why doesn't MLB just make their own yeah, hire some hire a scientist MLB right. hire, hire hire a lab or something to come Bill Nye the this. science guy yep exactly it makes sense and then say this is our universal use throughout the whole game this is right. our, our our substance that you can use there yeah, you go. They could, yeah they could get it sponsored by somebody yeah I was going to say you can market the hell out of that thing right yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sp- yeah. spider tack is brought to you by Lowe's or some shit you know I mean <laughs> Put some sawdust in here. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, it's you and I have talked about it before. It is kind of ridiculous. Pitchers have been using substance for years. But the fact that they're making one little thing into a big fucking deal is just so stupid. So, yeah. And also, I find it funny that I think three times pitchers have been uh, ejected for illegal substance. And it's been the same umpire every time. I forgot the guy's name. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So, do you uh-huh. think he's see like the head, the head guy? Yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure, but yeah, it's just I think there's been three times that pe- uh, a pitcher has been ejected, and this guy's been a part of it every time. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that says anything. I mean, yeah. if that means players fucking don't like him. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the guy's name is Phil Cousy. Thank you. Oh. Bill Cousy or Cousy. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I don't really know much about old Phil there. So old Phil, old Phil. So. But that's interesting. That That is an interesting aspect right there as well. Yeah. Bill Cousy. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so it's going to be roughly two starts, I think. Okay. So it's not 10 starts. It's Mm-mm. 10 no, games. That'd, it'd be t- yeah, 10 games every fifth day, two starts. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. But he'll miss two starts. Well, see you in 10 games. A, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> see you in two weeks. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go get him, Max. <laughs> Go get him, Max. So we're about a month in uh, to the season here. I thought it'd be fun to go through which three teams have been uh, uh, most surprising and which three teams have been the most uh, disappointing. Surprising being a good thing. Disappointing, obviously, being they suck ass. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. So uh you want to lead it off or I can? Uh, yeah, I can lead surprises. it off. We we can okay. do some back and forth. So if I'm looking at teams that three teams that are surprising me right away, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna take the low hanging fruit of I'm not gonna say Mets, I'm not gonna say Braves. Yeah. <laughs> uh it'd be just too easy. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna start with my number three is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Great surprise right there. Yeah. Yeah, thirteen and eleven. It's they're nearing they're above five hundred, of course, but I just like what this team put together. They actually just mm-hmm. recently designated uh basically cutting uh Madison Bumgarner. I saw that. Saw that. I wonder if anyone's gonna bite on that. I don't he know. Still has, he still has time left on his deal, right? So if, uh, he does. Yeah. If he gets claimed, doesn't he have to work the Diamondbacks have to work out a deal for him or something? Is that how something works, like or? that? And yeah. I don't know if that's for him to say in the minors or what. Right. It's weird that his career just dropped off. I could see that guy totally fell off the face of the. That earth. guy could be in our forgotten series down the road mm-hmm. for sure. It's just maybe it's something with uh, with it's Giants a, pitchers. I don't I know. I was going to say it's just 
you know, we've talked about before, some people just are, are a good fit for an organization and he just seemed to fit the giants way. And yeah. When he, when he left uh, San Francisco, it's just been a shit show. It's, he just hasn't been the same, but no. that isn't slowing down the diamondbacks who nope. with the 13 and 11 are first. Yeah. In, yeah, in the NL West and the yeah. NL West, which is crazy. You and I have been talking about the Padres all year. We've been talking about the Dodgers, mm-hmm. everybody but the Diamondbacks. Right. I mean, even the Colorado Rockies, we've been talking about <laughs> yeah. them, just how bad they suck. But I was going to say, don't worry, they're still in the toilet with, yeah. uh, with, with Chris Bryant leading the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but but the Diamondbacks are it's this is how we wanted the Tigers rebuild to go. Mm-hmm. We wanted these young guys to come up and provide something right. Corbin Carroll. Yep. Was drafted by the uh, by the Diamondbacks. Look at him now, at 22 years old, he's in the heart of their lineup. He's he already has four home runs, close yeah. to 300 average, over 10 RBIs. The guy's doing really well. Kendall Marte, I don't know if that contract that they paid him in the long run is going to do mm-hmm. great, but yeah, I love what Christian Walker's doing. Pavin yep. Smith, these young guys are coming in and just providing a punch. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, you can make, you know, Zach Gallen and uh, you can make a case that their their rotation isn't strong, but I right. think it's better than most give it credit for. So uh, Gabriel Marino as their catcher. Yep. Uh, I I really I'm really liking this team. I, I like what they bring to the table. I like that. I don't know. I, I just think I just kind of wish that. Other, you know, Tigers had that kind of blueprint, but it looks like it's yeah. paying off for the Diamondbacks. So. Gabriel Marino, who they got from the Toronto Blue Jays, looks like he's going to be a stud catcher as well. So, yeah, man, uh, Diamondbacks are uh, an impressive team for me at number three. Okay. Uh, number, yeah, that's definitely a, uh, I, I like the uh, Diamondbacks. Number three for me, I'm going to go with uh, Texas Rangers. I mean, as a team, you know, they they picked up, you know, picked up DeGrom. They got Bruce Bochy in there. And I think it's really a uh, a team where what a difference uh, a year makes and a, and a better manager in there. You know, yeah. they're sitting there at uh, 14 and eight, leading the AL West. Uh, comfortable, not comfortable, but a two and a half game lead over uh, over Houston in there. And, uh, you know, yeah, they're, they're, getting, they're getting it right. You know, obviously they, they paid to get in this position. But I think having Bruce Bochy in there pushing the right buttons is, uh, is, is really helping this. Uh, helping this team out and um i think they're going to be in the in the mix there for uh for for the playoffs here at the uh, at the end of the year obviously uh cory seager he's out injured right now but you know marcus simeon he's he's playing uh he's playing a lot better than he was at this point last year you know, he said yeah. 292 four home runs 21 rbis mm-hmm. um adolis adolis garcia where you know where'd that guy come from did he have a three homer day the other yeah. day or something like that yeah, yeah. um it's it's good good to see him. So it's just a nice mix of uh, younger players with the uh, with the veterans in there. You know, Josh Jung is uh, he's having a great year, two eighty two, five home runs, fourteen RBI. So good good mix. Combine it with a good manager equals a great outcome right now. So uh, I have Texas in for me at number three. I gotta love what Rangers are doing. I mean, this is why they went all in on free agency. Um, exactly. <laughs> surprising team for me. Number two would be the Orioles. I it's on fire nine out of 10. Another team that just the rebuild is going great. They had a good foundation with, with Hayes and, yep. and Cedric Mullins and what have you. And boom, here we go. Let's let's add, add Adley Rushman, Ryan Mountcastle. Yep. They got Adam Frazier, who I think is a good leader in the clubhouse for this club and, uh, Santander and, uh, Gunnar Henderson's having a rough start. I could see him yes. going down to the minors of eventually, but I, I don't think that should raise any alarms. He's super young. Right. I think this guy in the long run is going to be a stud on this team. <clears throat> you know, he's only 21 years old. So, um, but for the most part, Baltimore is, is killing it right now. 15 and seven. I'm not in love with their rotation, but they just pulled up Grayson Rodriguez, who I think in the long run is going to be the ace of their staff. And they're led by a no name manager and Brandon Hyde, who <laughs> really no, nobody. The only thing about him was he was he was with the Cubs. He was like a bench coach for the Cubs. He was at the Marlins for a little bit, but not a lot's known about him. But the thing is, he's 49 years old. He's younger. So I think a lot of the players can relate with him just a little bit more. He has mm-hmm. a younger mind. He's doesn't he's not stuck in his ways like Girardi or some of these older. <laughs> guys but i i think he really opens up 
and put some interesting lineups in there. I mean, Adley Rushman can bat all over the place. Cedric Mullins, he's getting the most out of Jorge Mateo, who I'm sorry, I was all out on Jorge Mateo. <laughs> and he's suddenly doing very good. So yeah, Baltimore Orioles for me, man, come in at number two. Solid, solid pick. I love, I love Baltimore. Again, that's a, a blueprint of how we wish the Tigers rebuilt this going. Right. Uh, <laughs> number two for me is a, is is a surprise, and that's the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, mm. I was pretty much predicting the Brewers to be down in the toilet, but Craig Council again is pull, pulling this team up. They're uh, they're fifteen and eight, uh, second place behind Pittsburgh. There, um, they're in the uh, the NL NL Central, and uh, how they're doing it, I you know. It's not by hitting. Uh, they have one no. one hitter over three hundred right now, and that's Will, William Contreras. Yeah, but it's just uh, people getting people getting timely hits, and again, a mix of some youngsters in there, and uh, and the veterans. You know, it's uh, it's good to see at this point in the season that Christian Yelich actually has more than uh, he's in double digits for RBIs. So, no, you know, was expecting that. Pitching has been, you know, pitching's been pretty good. Corbin Burns yeah. has been. I I think he could be a little bit better. ZRA is over four. Um, but you know, you got Wade Miley, he's having a good year. Um, yeah, just, just, just a, a good mix and they're doing it away from home too. They're nine and four on the road right now. So, uh, yeah. uh, they come in for me at uh number two. So Milwaukee, Milwaukee Brewers at number two for, for my surprise. And so Brent, Brandon Rod- Woodruff for them is it's out not, yeah. for out. a while, little while. So nope. they're in Matt Bush in their rotate or in their bullpen. So, yep. It's going to be kind of interesting to see uh, what they bit. do, but they seem to be doing pretty good for the most part. I mean, especially yeah. the Wade Miley, old man Miley yeah, coming old back. Old man so. Miley, three and one, and ERA under two. Yeah, just good on that him. fountain of youth right there. Uh, you, yeah, you ain't kidding, man. It's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're seeing some like uh, Cobb. Cobb for the Giants has come back and doing mm-hmm. really good. So very interesting. Number one on my list. It's surprise, surprise. We've talked about him most of the show. Is the Pittsburgh Pirates? The Pirates. I mean, 16 and seven, first place in the NL Central. The NL Central isn't a bad division either. No. I mean, you're competing with the Brewers. You're competing with the Cubs, who are doing very well, good as well. But, and I don't know what's going on with St. Louis, but mm-hmm. I, I think at the same time, it, it's they're showing that they're really good. Do I, like I said before, do I think, are they for real? I don't think so. I honestly, mm-hmm. man, I think it's all going to. I think it's going to even out pretty soon here. Right. Um, I do like a lot of things about this team. I love the development of Mitch Keller. This mm-hmm. guy, he was the Casey Mize of their of their staff when they brought him in. They were like, oh, my God, this young gun is going to be the next Clayton Kershaw. Right. And in like two or three seasons, he fucking sucked in all of them. And it just yeah. didn't happen <laughs> true. up and down in the minors with some development. I'm telling you, with Don Kelly and some of those guys there. I wish we could add Don Kelly. Man, they they were ripping on his hair the other day. I think he's like going, <laughs> bald, really? going bald. Yeah, I was watching the game. They were ripping on his hair, and uh, they're, come on, show us that hair. The Tigers, yeah, take off that hat. <laughs> I got the old horseshoe going, but uh, yeah, but Mitch Keller comes in, and and there's that video where he gets called up at the beginning of the season to be their their opening day starter, and the guy's been putting some quality starts together, and he you could just tell. With guys like that, it's the development that's really key. And that's the yep. Pittsburgh Pirates. That's never been a problem with them. They can always develop their players. It's just hanging on to them. Yeah, that's the whole thing. They, they, they hardly ever pay them. You're right. Uh, it's surprising to see Brian, you know, Brian Reynolds actually get money. Yeah. Oh, bro, I, I am too. And when you look at his deal, he should probably get more money than yeah, that. Oh, he totally but, should. He, yeah, I think he's definitely taking a hometown discount. 100% hometown discount. But at the same time, remember, he wanted to go to he the Mariners. Yep. He wanted to go to the Mariners and some of these other teams mm-hmm. who are just dog shit right now. So, yep. so now I think like, he's oh, like, maybe the grass is greener here. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So, but I, like I said, I, I like a lot about this team. Ronzi Contreras is really establishing himself as a good a player. Rodolfo Castro, Jack Sawinski. We saw flashes of it last year. Connor Joe, we saw flashes of it with the Rockies, and then he 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 comes in and he's he's balling. And obviously, Andrew McCutcheon and gang. I don't know. It, it's really interesting to see what they're doing. I think they're doing that that they could potentially do what the Giants did a couple of years ago, were winning before they were actually ready to win, right? And and really surprise people. But the one thing that they have that the, that the Giants don't have is they have a good farm system. They got Henry mm-hmm. Davis. That stud catcher coming up. They got Nick Gonzalez. I mean, they have some real studs coming up in that minor league system. So, uh, yeah, the Pirates for me, man. Number one, I'm very surprised. I don't think it will last long. I think I hope they do have a winning season. I'm, I'm behind them, but in the long run, I I just 
it's hard for me to buy an on me. Talk to me in two, three months and maybe my tune will change. But um, uh, right now I'm super surprised that they're doing good and they're my number one. I love it. Love it. For me at number one, it's uh Tampa Bay Rays. Mm. Um, I knew they'd be in contention for the AL East, but to be at uh, 20 and three at this point is, is, is unbelievable. Outscoring their uh, opponents by 93 runs. They're on a six game win streak, 14 and zero at home. Uh, you know, they got, Baltimore nipping at their heels at four and a half games behind, but they're just they get they got it with offense and they got it with with pitching. If they get both of them a click, and it's gonna be uh, yeah. it's gonna be hard to hard to beat this team. I mean, they've already scored 157 runs on the season nice. while only giving up 64. Let's go. <laughs> you know, it's like all right, all right. I see you, Randy Rosarena, 353 average, 24 RBIs. You know, they got double digit RBI. Uh, you know, people in seven of their nine spots in the lineup right now for their typical starting lineup. So they're, they're mashing and on top of it, they're pitching. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it sucked to see Jeffrey Springs go down with, with Tommy John, but next man up and they, you know, plug, plug some other, uh, plug some other people in. And, uh, yeah, this team, uh, you know, I, 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 like I said at the beginning, I expected them to be good. I didn't expect them to be this good. Right. Um, they're just they're just putting it all together. See if they can can sustain it, especially once we start hitting those uh those inside the division matchups. You know the showdowns with the Yankees and the the Orioles and the the Blue Jays here. You know beating up on the division. We'll see what happens there. But yeah, for right now, Tampa Bay they sit at number one for me for uh, surprising teams. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So from the surprises, yeah, to the losers. <laughs> Uh, dis- disappointing teams. You want me to? Uh, I'll lead this one off. Yeah, lead off. Tell me who your uh, <laughs> number three disappointing team is. I'll tell you. Uh, th- this could change right now. It's the defending uh, NL champs, the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. That team mm-hmm. is. Uh, well, they're sitting at eleven and twelve. They spent a lot of money in the off season again. They brought in brought in Trey Turner and Trey Turner. You know that's great. He's doing he's doing good with the bat, a solid two ninety three average, but there's no production with it. Uh, he's got two home runs and seven RBIs through through one month here, uh, almost roughly a month into the season. I mean, I know they're without Bryce Harper, that stinks, but still have Real Muto. You still got Alec Baum. You still got, you know, obviously brought in Trey Turner. You got Kyle Schwarber. You got Castellanos. You got Brandon Marsh. You have a really good team here, yet you're mustering together an 11 and 12 record. That's pretty, pretty pathetic. Aaron Nola, I don't know what the heck's going on with him. One and two with a ERA over five. He's yeah. not putting it together. The pitching's just been terrible, you know, for the most part. Zach Wheeler, he's two and one, but his ERA is ballooning almost up to five. So it's hard hard to say, you know, what what what's going to happen if if Bryce Harper coming back can magically turn it around. But yeah, right now I have the uh, the Phillies at uh, at number three for uh, for for disappointing teams. Well, I mean, well, it's, exactly. we knew, we knew, we knew. <laughs> Uh, my disappointing team at number three is kind of a surprise. I kind of went off the beaten path a little bit, and I'm going to say, and I know people will be like, what? Uh, well, the Dodgers, uh, yeah. you know, they're in second place, but they can be better than that. And at 12 and 11, they're built to be better than that. I mean, um, uh, they're 500 for ho- uh, home games yeah. and six and five at a, at, for their away record. It seems Ooh. like they're winning. They can't stay consistent. They're winning one, losing one, winning two, yep. losing one, losing one, losing one, winning another one. You know, it's just yeah. they can't get that momentum, and they're just a better team than that. Ooh. They're built to be a better team. But then when I looked, are they? I mean. No, they had that limp dick off season. Remember, they, they had no flash that came in there right. on the roster. I mean, yeah. Corey Seager left. He's gone, yep. right, uh, yep. last year. Yep. Trey Turner. Gone. Oh. Who are you replacing with? Miguel Rojas. <laughs> I just they weren't prepared for it. Nope. They weren't big players with the Dansby Swanson uh Mm-mm. signing. And and I get that. They, they don't want an inflated, they don't want an inflated payroll, especially with nope. what you're paying Mookie and what you're paying right. Freddie Freeman. Freeman. I, I yeah. understand that. And plus Clayton Kershaw, you're not really getting him on. I mean, you're getting him on a one-year deal, but you're still paying him pretty good money. Mm-hmm. So I just I understand what they were trying to do and they were trying to say, they were saying, okay, let me get some of these 
project guys in here. Maybe we could bring up some of our guys from the farm system, as yeah. in top prospect Miguel Vargas. Yeah, uh, mm. I'm sorry, Miguel Vargas had him on my fantasy team. I dropped him. It's just <laughs> yeah. he's not ready. He's the same thing as Gunnar Henderson. He's just not ready. Yeah. It's not to say it's not an indictment on him. I think he will be good as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised they haven't pulled the trigger yet, especially since he got hurt and then yeah. he came back and it's just this whole thing. Right. So, um, yeah, for me, it's the Dodgers. I think they should perform better than this. I understand they're getting an end of the career. D, uh, J.D. Martinez, things like that. And injuries. Injuries has been the whole a big problem mm-hmm. with them. Tony Gonsolin uh, all, suddenly you got Max Muncy on paternity leave. You get Gavin <laughs> Lux is out for pretty much the whole year. Yeah. Miguel Rojas is uh, Rojas is uh, <laughs> on the 10 day IL. Even J.D. Martinez is day to day right now. Uh, Redster Gratterall is out. Uh, it's just um, Will Smith. I understand. Yeah. I understand that the injuries affect teams, but this team should be built better than that. When I see that Chris Taylor is still on their roster, Ooh, yeah, thinking, couldn't find a better utility guy. And I like Chris Taylor, but he's older. Yeah. He's kind yeah. of going into the Charlie Culberson years. Mm-hmm. And Trace Trace Thompson had a good start, but obviously we find out who the real, real Trace Thompson is. And, and Chris Shelton himself, pretty much. Uh, pretty much, man. <laughs> pretty much. And. David Peralta is the thing of the past. Maybe he'll have a late season resurgence. The the one gem of this staff I've been looking and loving is James Altman. Mm-hmm. I, I think James Altman, the rookie James Altman, has been doing very well. And they're kind of riding on that and, and hoping people, other rookies like him will pay off. But man, yeah. So anyways, I'm I think the Dodgers, they're disappointing to me because they should be better than this. And mm-hmm. it's just they're not. Yep. Yep. I completely agree. Hopefully they they turn it around, but they suck massively right now. Yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, speaking of sucking massively, I'm going to go to the AL Central and mm. for my number two team, and that's going to be the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, and that's that team is, uh, you know, you you know, you suck when the Detroit Tigers are doing better than you right now. Yeah. And not only doing two games better than you, the White Sox are currently sitting at seven and 16. So obviously it wasn't the manager that was the issue here. You know, they got rid of Tony LaRusa. Uh, you know, brought in some new life, and guess what? He's even doing worse than the old man. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's just it, it it it's it's sad. This is your last year of uh, of banking on the White Sox, right? Yeah, this I is believe. it. Yeah. It's already teetering on. I'm fucking done with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the exact blueprint of what not to do for a uh, a rebuild. Here, you put all your eggs. You know, got everything set. All right, future's looking bright. You get one year into the playoffs, pretty much, and then. You've sucked. You just can't put it all together. And, it, you know, it, it, it's it's injuries and just a lack of development. You know, you got uh, what what's his face? Eloy Jimenez. I think he pretty much stubs his toe and he goes on the injured list. Yeah, I know. Um, it's, you know, it's. Listening, you listening, know, listening to Mike Valeni when he was talking about <laughs> uh, who the hell is he talking about? Oh, somebody. He was talking about an injury prone guy and he goes, oh, it's Sammy Watkins. He goes, crazy. He's like, God, he'll just get hurt signing the contract. You know? <laughs> That's so true. That's uh, pretty much what happened with, you know, with, with Jimenez here. It's, yeah. you know, and it's just no production. Luis, Luis Robert, Lou Bob's batting a 226. Ugly, Elvis Andrews hitting buck 98. You know, it's like mm. they're just, yeah. Yon Makata's injured again. Again. Yeah. You know, he's, I mean, he at least was hitting 308, but. You know, not much production, not not many runs scored. You got three players that are over double digits and RBIs. You got one pitcher in uh in Dylan Cease who's doing good. Clevenger's doing okay, but Michael Kopech has an ERA of almost seven. Lance Lynn, his ERA is over seven. Lucas Giolito, he's on the bereavement list right now. And uh uh you know, he's uh, off to an ERA of four point five. You know, wow. yeah, man. It, it, the no hitting. Pitching blows, except for Cease. It's just a recipe for disaster, and uh, they better shape up, or else they're going to be battling the Tigers and the Royals for last place in this pitiful AL Central. So they're only saving grace. If you could say make any excuse for the White Sox, and you know I will, because I'm hoping they get better. <laughs> is they've had a very difficult schedule. I mean, yeah, Houston, which Houston's not been great, but Pittsburgh, Baltimore, 
Tampa Bay. I mean, the three series in April. I mean, that's that's a tough one. Tigers had a tough schedule too. Right. And they're doing better. You're right. The, 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 the White Sox are. They, you got to do better argue, than four and four at home. The White Sox have more talent. Yeah, oh, and you so got to do like, better than four yeah. and four at home. Uh huh. Hopefully they'll turn it around. I mean, and the, the funny thing is, they suck, but they're only six games out of first. That just shows how bad the AL Central is here. Well, you that's. Know. I feel like that's been like that for two or three years now, yeah. where they everybody's within each other, and then yeah. it's either the one what, person uh, take, one team It's the Twins off. or the Guardians yep. just pull away at the last half of the season, mm-hmm. like yeah. July hits, and one of them decides they want to play really good baseball. Yeah, a stretch of a month to give themselves a ten game lead. Yeah, yeah. so. Yep. Um, number two, yeah, White Sox, they blow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number two for me is the Mariners. Oh, yeah. I mean, what the hell's going on there? 10 and 12, <laughs> fourth in the West. They're getting their bare bottoms spanked. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julio Rodriguez is hitting a whopping 245 with four ribbies. I mean, people, I thought he, I think this is just, he's just, he'll get, he'll get, he'll get by, right? But I think he'll do better. Warms up, he'll warm up too. Probably. It's just weird that it's almost role reversal because. Jared Kalenic is suddenly lighting the world on fire. <laughs> and this dude couldn't find his fucking asshole with two hands, man. I mean, <laughs> for the last two years. So yeah. suddenly he's on fire. But the team overall is just not very good. I mean, uh, Ty France is pretty decent for him. Cal Raleigh, uh, not really. I mean, I like his RBI, um, the RBIs that he's getting. But, but for the most part, he's kind of a, a lot of swing and miss in his game. This team just mm-hmm. looks night and day different than what they were last year. Right. Uh, another team you could blame on injuries, maybe Robbie Ray's on the IL. Logan Gilbert uh, is day to day. And then you got to look at uh, Dylan Moore, their Swiss Army knife. Dylan Moore is on the 10 day IL. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I totally understand that. But come on, man. I mean, the drop off <laughs> is is unreal. I mean, people like yeah. JP Crawford is is barely hitting what he should be hitting compared to last year. Uh, and Henio Suarez is doing okay, but just he's always that 260 hitter, yep. right? It's yep. just, but like when you get people, JP Crawford was just a guy last year that would come through and do things that a very clutch player. And you were thinking, okay, this guy's making a turn. And then this year he's 238 with only three ribs. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing? And yeah, I'm just very disappointed with how they're, how they're performing. All the mm-hmm. way around. I, I thought they would be a little bit better. Better. I mean, they have Colton Wong instead of Adam Frazier. And they should kind of understand that Colton Wong hasn't been good for maybe five years. So <laughs> well, it's a great pickup in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just a hard team to root for, man. So yeah. they get my number two uh, most disappointing team. Uh, for me, coming in at number one is a team that I was high on coming into this season and then you know, they'll probably still turn it around. I'm holding out hope because I think I picked them to win the world series. Uh, and that's going to be the San Diego Padres yeah. as they're, uh, they're limping around here at, uh, at 12 and 12 and third place in the NL West. You look at a lineup that includes Xander Bogarts, Manny Machado, Juan Soto, Tatis is back. Uh, Jake Cronenworth. You think, all right, this team is going to be fantastic, right? Yeah. Nope. Uh, you know, Manny's hitting only 220 this year so far. Juan Soto, I think he left his bat in Washington. The guy's hitting Bach 98 with four home runs and nine RBIs. You know, it's uh, Xander, you know, Xander Bogarts has been the bright spot. That was money well spent. He's hitting 330, but mm-hmm. you know, Cronenworth 231, Austin Nola, Buck 32. This team can't hit, yeah. and uh, you know, on top of that, team can't pitch, yeah. Waka 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 has an ERA over seven. Blake Snell, ERA's at six. You mm. Darvish, he's been doing okay, but he's injured now. Who knows how long he's going to be out? Um, it's just the it it it's head scratching. All the money that they put in, all the prospects they gave up to get Soto in here, you know, predicting World Series hopefully in the next you know five years. If they're not going to turn it around this year, you can just throw this year down the toilet. And then what happens with Juan Soto? You got some decisions to make. What are you going to do? But right now it's a team that looks fantastic on paper, but ain't doing diddly squat on the field. So number one for me, good old Padres. <laughs> it's interesting too, because you and I have put high hopes into certain players and, mm-hmm. and teams and our predictions of some of the teams and players are just, they're not coming to fruition right now. We're talking about very slow starts. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. with the San Diego Padres and, 
leading to my number one, who was my World Series pick and winner, too. Yeah. yeah. This the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals. What the hell's going on there? <laughs> I mean, they're one of the worst teams in the NL Central. They're fourth yeah. in the NL Central. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. At nine and fourteen. The team doesn't look very different than last year. No. Like, what are we doing, boys? Yeah, uh, exactly. You can't blame the Adam Wainwright injury on it because everybody Mm-mm. else seems to be pretty healthy for the most part. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think they're finding their footing. It's just I don't know if it's you know, Oliver Marmoil, their their manager. It could be him. It could be a, a couple different things. Uh, Lars Newtbar is just not doing very well. Uh, I mean, their best player has been Nolan Arenado, but Nolan Arenado, which I've been watching a lot of Cardinals games, doesn't have a lot of power. Only two rib, or only two home runs. And yeah, what the hell? He's just he can't find his power. Uh, same thing with Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt, two home runs, hitting two seventy seven. I mean, a 435 or a 434 slugging percentage. Fucking gross, man. You're the MVP uh, last year. The NL MVP. You should be doing way better than this. I wonder, wonder if the pitch clock's hitting their head or something. You know, right. like if they're getting a little jinxy, you know, got to be in the box by eight seconds if it's throwing off their timing or something. Hey, man, it could. I mean, uh, you and I said. Throwing any it, ideas out here because well, a lot no, of the people you, you expect with power numbers aren't power numbers that you expect to see. You and I have yeah. said and watching other shows that the pitch clock is going to help certain teams. It's going to hurt certain teams. And maybe this is just what it is. Maybe it's really going to help the Cardinals until they get used to the pitch clock. That could be it, man. I'm not saying that's it, but mm-hmm. that could be it. I mean, the best player on that lineup is Nolan Gorman. <laughs> Batting 310, 22 RBIs. Yeah. He's fucking killing it, man. Six yeah. home runs, a 1.024 OPS. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm loving what this guy's doing, but mm-hmm. Jordan Walker. He, he's good. I, I see a lot of good in his game. I mean, he has 11 RBIs right now, 274. He's still bat, man. He's still he's getting in there, but he has a lot of inconsistency, too. But you know what? He's going to have rookie struggles. That's why you need people to step up like Tommy Edmond and Brendan Donovan and, of course, Paul Goldschmidt and Arenado. Arenado's hit 284. He's not having a bad start to the season, but he's not having a great start to the season either. I remember the last yeah. – and I can just say because I he's on my fantasy teams – uh, right. <laughs> this guy will hit good one week and then totally act like he's never seen a baseball before in his life in oh, the next geez. week. Yeah. So it's, there's just this up and down with him. And I think it starts, honestly, it starts with the rotation. It's mm-hmm. just, they we can't miles. Michaelis at the top you know, brother. That's it's that's bad, man. It's, it's, I don't think they're very good at all. I just, no. and that's I, something we, we talked about at our, our previous show. If there was a one, downfall for St. Louis is that rotation, especially know. the back end. Yeah. Uh, Steven Matz and they don't know what they don't really know what their back end is going to be. We Jordan knew Montgomery. that Jordan Montgomery, Jack uh, Flaherty and Miles Michaelis yep. would be the top guys. Michaelis is horrible. Mm-hmm. They, they found out like this guy's not an ace. Let's move him maybe in the <laughs> mid rotation. Let's put him on the back. That's where he's the best. Yep. He's like but, a good four or five starter. Right, dude, exactly. But Jordan Montgomery, he's okay. But again, he gives up some runs late I don't like. Mm-hmm. And and Jack Flaherty, he's trying to find he's about their best pitcher right now. Yeah. But and he but he's still trying to find that Jack Flaherty of old. I mean, he yep. he hit took home nine K's the other day, did really well, but then another day it's three K's and you know, guy rocked for six runs or four runs or something. It's uh, he's still trying to find it, but yeah, I, I think it starts with with the rotation. And we, yeah, and we did say if there was one weakness that they had was the rotation. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think it would be this magnified, but you got to win games, man. I mean, especially mm-hmm. when you're dropping th- three in a row to say, uh, to the Braves. Now I get yeah. that, the, bro. I get that the Braves are a very good, good. team. I mean, yep. they're a very good team, but put up some fight, man. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Put up some fight. I mean. Eight to four, four to one, five to two, four to zero. You're not even in these games. Yeah. Like, it's like uh, the Tigers against Baltimore over the weekend. I think they they put up three runs in three games oh, or something like that. Yeah. Brother, it's horrible. <laughs> so yeah, my number one man, Cardinals. Hate yeah. to see it. I'm hoping they turn it around because they're they're a fun team. Again, like like San Diego, they're a great team on paper. Mm-hmm. So let's hope they can they can turn this around. Amen to that. They say we turn around and we head over to the fantasy factory. Yeah, let's do some fantasy factory. Um, yeah, both our teams suck. Yeah, both our teams suck. So just uh, our update. We just <laughs> yeah. not much to report here, other than just I got a very, steamrolled. Yeah, we're basically the the Cardinals of the uh, of the league right now. So yeah, yeah, I, I think I lost eight to three. 
mm. so like a seven to three, something like that. It was, yeah. it was or seven. Same. It was it was bad. Let yeah, it's and, and it was one of those where I never I never was in it to begin it. I uh, I was down pretty much the entire week. I think I I set the tone when I picked up Bellow or something from Boston, yeah. and that guy just crapped the bed. And oh, I ER, had that. Last my week. ERA was like forty something. Like after day one, I'm like, oh. I can't I can't turn this thing around, bro. I picked up <laughs> Drew Jameson for the Diamondbacks. I'm like, this guy's two and zero. Yeah, he's like a two one four ERA. I'm like, this guy's gonna be good. I'm like, give me a spot start. Go yep. in there and do really good. I'm like, he's gonna do good. The dude gets rocked so hard. His ERA like jumped up to like 27. <laughs> and the next day they fucking brought, put him down to double triple A. <laughs> I'm like, man, that was like the worst pickup I could do, man. Oh, oh my man. God. And like I showed you, I think I sent you the picture. I, I, I dropped Brandon Nimmo because he sucked. Oh yeah. And Nimmo. then, and then, yeah. and then he went on a tear when in like seven games, he batted over five, 500 with like 12 RBIs. Yeah. It's hard. That of course, right? That's what happens. Yeah, right I after mean, I drop them, <laughs> it's it's these things in fantasy where people get to that point where my guy's not starting out the year good. So mm-hmm. should I drop him? Should I not drop him? And some people wait too long. That, that um, was guilty of that last year. Yeah, and, and for for myself, just speaking for myself, I bought into a lot of young players, a lot of rookies, the Miguel yeah. Vargas, the Gunnar Henderson, and they're just not performing. Not to say they're not going to be good players. And I was right. scared, I'm scared to drop them because I just figure they're going to get hot. But I, but when you look at your team, I have to go for for sure deals and I have to go yep. with the hot hands. You have to, especially when the playoffs start before, obviously, the major league playoffs start. So mm-hmm. uh, you can't get too deep in the hole. So anyways, I ended up dropping Miguel Vargas. But you're just noticing the strategies early on. I mean, on paper, your team looks really good. On paper, my team looks really yeah. good. But the beauty of fantasy that doesn't mean shit doesn't sometimes mean, nope some teams uh, some players can just get hot for a stretch yeah and torpedo you you know yeah the good thing i've noticed about our league is we pretty much out of our our 12 teams i think 10 of them are trying and if you notice the the competition no one team is running away with this no. thing right now you know, no not everyone's within nine games or so 10 games so. yeah like last year, Mark was running away. I mean, oh, too. Yeah. he didn't lose at all. So no, I think if, I knew I was in trouble in week one. I think he beat me like eleven to zero with one tie. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this it is great. <laughs> but on paper, his team still looked good. There's some teams yeah. that are doing good. I'm like, your team fucking sucks. On sucks. Paper, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. But they're finding value in places you just wouldn't wouldn't yep. uh, wouldn't think. So going within starter sit, we have some yep. of these players that are players you wouldn't think of <laughs> they're doing good yep yep so uh with that let's cue the music hell yeah uh starter set jack sawinski in the outfield or corbin carroll uh, i'm gonna go sawinski okay uh bryson stott or gunner henderson maybe stott manny machado or trey turner uh turner just on average right now okay uh, uh, Mr. Hitstreak, uh, <laughs> Mauricio Dubon or Glaber Torres? Uh, Dubon. Adolis Garcia or Teoscar Hernandez in the outfield? Three homer man himself, uh, Garcia. Miles Straw or Michael Conforto outfield? Conforto. Let's move over to first base. Freddie Freeman or Vlad Jr.? Uh, Vlad. Yeah, Vlad's doing pretty good. Yeah. Vlad Jr. again or Matt Olson? Matt Olson. Vlad. <laughs> uh, this one might be tough. Matt Chapman or Nolan Arenado? That is tough. Uh, Chapman right now. Chapman's murdering the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie Adamas or Bobby Witt Jr.? <laughs> Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, Ahmed Rosario or Anthony Volpe? Uh, Volpe. Josh Jung or Matt Chapman? Uh, Chapman. Yeah, I got to ride that hot hand. Yeah. Tommy Edmond or Jorge Polanco? Edmond. Yeah. Speaking of, Jason <laughs> has... Ha- okay, so he has Jorge Polanco, oh, who's, God, here we go. <laughs> who's a second baseman, still on his IL, and his second base slot is still showing up as empty. empty? Wait, so so was he at least nice enough to uh, move him to the IL and they just never put him back in? Exactly. Oh, my God. I know, man. <laughs> at least he uh, tried once. 
Yeah, tried once and then totally forgot. And about then the just rest. totally forgot about the rest. Uh, who did you choose, Polanco or Edmund? Uh, I think I picked uh, Edmund. Okay. Uh, Shohei Otani or Jordan Alvarez, utility. Alvarez. Brendan Marsh or James Outman. Brandon Marsh. Aaron Judge or Juan Soto. Judge. Uh, Chris Bryant or Lars Newtbar. Chris Bryant still playing. Uh, yeah, give me uh, Bryant. Okay, Jared Kalenic or Alex Verdugo. Kalenic. You know both are doing very good, even Verdugo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Marcus Simeon or Cattell Marte. Simeon. Kyle Tucker or Ronald Acuna Jr. Acuna. Chris Taylor or Whit Merrifield. Oh, <laughs> uh, Merrifield. Chris what do we got? <laughs> what do we got for waiver wire? Uh, here are three players that I was looking at. Uh, you can look at picking up uh, in your fantasy leagues. These are according to Yahoo here. Uh, Brian Abreu, a pitcher out of Houston. Uh, he's up 35% in Yahoo leagues, had two saves last week and six Ks. Uh, he's showing up. They, you know, He had one role where, all right, they gave Presley a rest. That's fine. And then he came in again where Presley was on full rest. So it's starting to think, is he going to be the new closer in Houston? I guess we'll find out. So you can take out a uh, little waiver on him. Uh, second would be Harold Ramirez out of Tampa Bay. He's up 28% in Yahoo leagues. Hit 421 last week with two home runs and four RBIs. Could be a good offensive pickup. And uh, third, hey, it's another Pittsburgh player. Jake Sawinski <laughs> out of Pittsburgh hit 313 last week with seven RBIs and three home runs. So it'd be a nice little offensive pickup as well. So those are the three players that I'm looking at on the waiver wire for this week. Nice. All yeah. good, too. Yeah. So we, uh, shall we head on over to Collection Corner? Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, up for me is the Pirates pitcher, Mitch Keller. <laughs> Pirates again. <laughs> Pirates. Gotta love old Mitch Keller. He's up $2.19. Yeah. That's a 37.76% increase. Market price right now sits around eight whopping dollars. Uh, <laughs> it's 2017 Bowman High Tech. is 20 tops foil board, number 435. And his 2018 Bowman Chrome Blue are all starting to go up and up and up. Uh, down for me, a guy that is... Good some days, not so good the other days. He's kind of up and down, but uh, still a solid player. Spencer Steer okay, for the Cincinnati Reds. Down $16.05. That's a, yeah, that's a negative 81.43% decrease. Uh, his 2019, oh, his market price right now sits around, uh, around $9. Ooh, okay. His 2019 Bowman Chrome draft rookie card his 2019 Bowman Draft Purple Parallel, and, of course, his 2022 MLB Tops now are all going down dramatically. Ouch. Uh, up for me this week is uh, Delino DeShields. Yeah, there's a poll. Uh, he's up $5.74, or 395.86% increase to a market value of $7.19. Uh, up cards include his 1993 Craft Singles, number 21, and his 1991 Score, 100 Rising Stars, number 55. Uh, down for me this week is uh, the man who's having Tommy John surgery or had it, Jeffrey Springs. He's down $2.71 or a 39.68% decrease to a market value of $4.12. Down cards include his 2023 Tops, number 12, and his 2019 Tops Rookie, number 605. Oh sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jeffrey. Uh, your card's down, and you're not playing for the rest. Of the year. And you're not playing for the rest of the year, and probably a good chunk of next year. Good luck, yeah. huh? <laughs> good luck to you. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, you got taken out before you can get a no-no. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Kevin Cash. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Didn't make a difference. Still needs Tommy John. All right. Yeah, and and the Tampa Bay Rays are crushing ass yeah. right now. <laughs> exactly. And taking names. All right. Uh, Shelby, I uh, get the candles out and celebrate a birthday. Let's do it. All right. It's a happy heavenly birthday to Hall of Famer Lewis Hack Wilson, born on April the 26th of 1900. Uh, career statistics for him is a 307 career average, 244 home runs, and 1,063 RBIs. Played for the New York Giants, followed by the Chicago Cubs, where he spent a bulk of his time, and uh, Brooklyn Dodgers rounded out with the Philadelphia Phillies. He was a four time NL home run leader, tw 1926 through 1928, and then again in 1930. 
Two-time NL RBI leader in 29 and 30. MLB record 191 RBIs for a single season. And he's a member of the Chicago Cubs Hall of Fame. Wow. Trivia on him. His 1930 season with the Cubs is widely considered one of the most uh, memorable individual single-season hitting performances in baseball history. Highlights included 56 home runs, the National League record for 68 years, and then, like I said, 191 runs batted in, a mark that has yet to be surpassed. Uh, One week before his death, Wilson gave an interview to CBS Radio, which was reprinted in Chicago newspapers. In 1949, Charlie Grimm, the Chicago Cubs new manager, posted a framed excerpt from that interview in the Cubs Cubs clubhouse, which is actually still there. It uh, reads in part, talent isn't isn't enough. You need common sense and good advice. If anyone tries to tell you different, tell them the story of Hack Wilson. (laughs) Kids in and out of baseball who think because they have talent, they have the world by the tail. It isn't so, kids. Don't be too big to accept advice. Don't let what happened to me happen to you. Happy birthday, Hack. <laughs> That's yeah. uh, good That's advice. Good advice. Yeah, Definitely I mean, good advice. So, you know, so much so that still hangs in the uh, uh, over at Wrigley. So, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, not a guy that's been forgotten for sure. I mean, his uh, 191 run record of RBIs will probably stand for <laughs> the test of time. I mean, especially yeah. for... Uh, I mean, he played like every game yeah. back then, so that's gonna be a tough one. I mean, people yeah. have come close, but 191 runs batted in. Whoo! That's unbelievable. Like I mean, it, that's uh, unreal. I, was say, I forgot to mention, inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1979 by the Veterans Committee. So, ah, good, nice, good, good on him there. Yeah, ah, I mean, long, yeah, and I imagine if they had MVP back when he played, he probably would have won it. Oh, yeah, probably for the 1930 season, he probably would have won the MVP. There. Oh, 100%. I, yeah. That's why it sucks that he kind of had to get voted on the Veterans Committee. But yeah, I was reading about him and he'd make like appearances and uh, fans would uh, uh, would jeer him for dropping two balls in the 1929 World Series and totally not talk about the great season he had in 1930. It was like, oh, they, man. Always, they always talk about what you screwed up instead of what you actually did did well, you know? I mean, Buckner went to his grave knowing yeah. that he fucked up that ground ball, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. Merkel's boner, there was that one from the early 1900s where the, I think he was played for the Giants. He dropped a fly ball in the World Series. Yeah. Just, uh... Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah there's... Yeah. That's tough. That's the tough thing in sports. If you suck. Yeah, they let you know about it. <laughs> I mean, you could be amazing, but if you screw up that one in time like, that costs you something real big, real big, you're going to yep. be living with it. That's a tough mm-hmm. one. man. That is a tough one. But um, that's a fucking show. That is a show. Woo, it's a jam packed show. It was. It was a pirate show. <laughs> it was a very pirate show. So hopefully Pittsburgh residents downloading this uh, podcast enjoy this pirate laced show. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy. Um, be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We very much appreciate it. And uh, I almost burped like really loud there. Um, yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime, thank you so much. And we will catch you guys all next week. Deuces. Deuces.